0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to another episode of Best of Health Radio, brought to you by Ask the PA, Barb Regis, your health, your business. This is going to be a fun show today because we're going to talk about nutrition, weight loss, wellness a lot of things that are dear to everybody's hearts. And we have three amazing guests today. Uh, Our first guest is Scott Marsh, and he actually has a show here called Think Fit, Get Fit, and Stay Fit. And he is the owner of Mind and Body Strength, LLC. We also have in the studio today, April Shaw, who's a five-star crystal executive with Isagenix, and Sarah Richter, who's the international head of nutrition Education for Isogenics. Welcome all three of you to the show. How about each one of you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Let's start with you, April. Thanks, Barb. Well, as, as you said, I'm
1: a five-star crystal executive with Isogenics, which means nothing to you maybe, but um, it just means that I've helped a lot of people get started with the Isogenics products and those people have also helped a lot of people. So that's my role in Isogenics, is just a promoter of the brand and an ambassador for the products. Uh, my background is in fitness, so I'm really
2: excited to talk to Scott today.
0: Awesome. <laughs> and Sarah. Oh, well,
2: thank you uh, for having me here. And uh, I am a Michigan girl originally. Uh, I moved to Arizona when I was 18. Went to school out here in Arizona State. Got my degree in nutrition communication. Uh, went on, got my master's degree in nutrition education. And then uh, I did get my job at Isagenix, where I have been a corporate nutritionist for about eight years now. And so I I work to help the company develop products that are in line with good nutrition science. I help keep an eye on our marketing, making sure that it's accurate. And then my favorite part, given my background in education um i get to help teach our customers about the products and the science behind them and nutrition health in general so
0: and and it's cool because it's a local company which we'll talk about it is and scott yes barb how are you doing i'm doing
3: great thank you thank
0: you for coming on the show thanks for having me and uh tell us a little bit about yourself
3: so i'm from michigan also
0: oh nice yeah where are you from traverse city okay my husband's a
2: Uper. Oh. Cherry Festival. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: yeah. It's a great place up there. So right. yep. So, you know, I've been in the in the fitness and in the physical therapy industry for about twenty-six years now. So I'm a you started
0: star- when you were five?
3: I did start when I was five. Yes, awesome. I did. Yep. It was uh very young, you know, you know, push into it, you know, like a doogie okay. howser.
0: <laughs> nice.
3: So, you know, we moved to Arizona about twelve years ago and just, you know, kind of started over and ended up here at Max 6 and you know have my facility actually right right underneath of us and it's been great here this community is amazing and we get to meet amazing people such as yourself and you well
0: know. let's have some fun let's yeah, let's, let's dive in so first of all tell us a little bit about isogenics and a little bit of the history of isogenics sure i'll let you take us here. yeah
2: no isogenics has been around since 2002 when the company was founded Um, definitely started as a weight loss company. It was a weight loss system. But now, you know, 16, 17 years later, we've expanded to really be an overall nutrition company. I mean, nutrition for anybody. I mean, we have, you know, healthy meals. We have targeted sports supplements for athletes. We have, you know, healthy aging supplements. We also have other health uh, or other products for health and wellness in general, like essential oils we uh, recently launched. We have a skincare line. So it's really, I mean, I'm, of course, biased towards nutrition because that's my background and that's what I focus on. But we continue to just offer more and more just health and wellness, total, total health
0: support. So, I mean, that, that's really the gist of it. And so, Scott, you're into, you know, a lot of the exercise science and, and nutrition as well. Are you familiar with any products such as Isogenics? Tell me your background with utilization of products, if any. And there may not be any.
3: Yeah, no, there really isn't. So, you know, where I come from and my thought is, is, you know, we try to get people to eat. Right. You know, because most people are off track anyway. So I think, you know, we need to have a baseline of, you know, eating, you know, regular food, whole food, right. eliminate processed food. And then, you know, if we if they need to move on from there, then we can, you know, look at, at their supplements or vitamins or things like that for, I guess, for the, for the, ordinary person out there, but if you're an athlete, if you're, if you have needs, you know, if your blood tests indicate that you need things, then I think there's other, other avenues that have to be, you know, implemented there. Yeah. Right on. So, yeah. So I try to get, you know, people just to focus, focus on awareness, um, you know, some of the mechanics of eating. Right. Um, So. Tell us a
0: little bit more of what you mean by the mechanics
3: of eating. So I actually, I can just, you know, share this because I just had a lady, you know, I talked to last week and, you know, just such, you know, it's as simple as chewing slowly. Mm -hmm. And so when I have people start with me, you know, I try to get them to chew every bite to liquid and make them aware of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so this woman, so I just saw her a week ago and she came in and she's like, you know what? I wasn't even chewing. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm at my desk. I'm just working, working, working. She's like, I was just literally swallowing every bite of food. Interesting. Yeah. And so she's like, I didn't like I ate as much because, you know, it takes a little longer. she was aware. Yeah, because she was aware. And, you know, it takes, you know, 20 minutes for, you know, once it hits bottom to reach your brain to tell you what you're doing. And so, you know, she's eliminating her sugar and her bread and, you know, she's kind of cleaning some things up that we talked about. So her first week week was good. And at least we made her aware of that. And then we'll, you know, kind of move on from there. But I think, you know, people just, I mean, you know, you're just sitting at your desk and they're just grinding, 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 and there's no time to do anything.
0: Right. Right, and everybody's in a huge hurry. And then,
3: you know, they're out of play, they got to be on their phone, you know, so, you know, just put your phone down, enjoy your food, you know, breathe some, you know, some clean air, drink some fresh water.
0: So when you hear that, April, what do you think? Well,
1: mindfulness is definitely important in all areas of life. I mean, you can be having a workout and not being mindful of the mind and muscle connection and not get as much out of a workout as you can if you're really thoughtful and mindful and aware of what's actually happening in your body. So with eating, that's absolutely necessary. So for supplementation, we can almost all agree that 50 years ago, the soil was much richer of nutrients right. and minerals than it is today. So supplementation from that basis is necessary, I would say, for most um, people, whether that's in the form of a multivitamin or if you're not getting enough you know, fruits, vegetables, proteins, things like that. The mind connection is also enforced with our particular team's coaching because when you are aware of, oh, this is a protein or this is a carbohydrate or this is a fat, then that makes you more mindful in your choices of whether it's whole foods or supplements.
0: Great answer. And? What do you think,
2: yeah, no, so, and I mean it's it's the million dollar question, really, and, um, I will tell you my background, I was definitely a textbook nutrition, and you know both my degrees, textbook nutrition is whole foods only, supplements are bad, you don't need them, and I that used to be my high horse, but as I you know lived my life, got older, tried to work with people and help them, also even experiencing myself, you know going off my parents' payroll and needing to mm-hmm. have affordable food for myself um I realized that you know you can have all the information in your head, you can tell people till you're blue in the face how to eat a healthy diet, what to do, but people need help executing that, and that's where I've really come to respect and even love supplements, and especially when they're done right, when they're high quality, when they're designed with good nutrition in mind. Um, and it's a combination. It's never you know oh it's only you're only going to have these supplements. Um, it's 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 just to make it easy, right? Like kind of like work smarter, not harder. Make right. nutrition smarter, not harder. Um, and then same too to April's point about you know, the nutrient levels and whatnot. And and there is, you know, a little bit of truth to that depending on what minerals you might be looking at or the areas of soil. But also where supplementation can really help people um, nail down their nutrition and healthy diet is control for the amounts, right? So knowing exactly. that when I have this shake, let's say I'm getting 24 grams of protein, 8 grams of fat, all these vitamins and minerals, and especially with a company that does Good quality practices and right. testing. And like Isogenics, for instance, we do test all of our, our products to make sure that what's on the label is in the product. So it's just, there's just a, a level of control and then also just making it easy. I mean, I, I'm a glutton for convenience. So, and I think everybody, I mean, that's the world we live in. So,
0: makes right. it easy. Yeah. And that's, and, and to your point, I think that's a huge key for everybody. You think like, what is it like? Two out of three Americans now are considered obese. Right? And a lot of people are still relying on fast food. A lot of people are like you say, are not chewing their food aware of what they're eating. Everybody wants that fast, convenient solution and it's interesting you know, to be able to compromise like and actually combine like both you know whole foods with that other solution so that somebody can actually have a well rounded healthy diet with great nutrition and of course the exercise component as well and so i I think what's interesting for me personally is that. I use Isogenics. I've used Isogenics for about two or three years. And then I eat all whole foods. And we, at our house, pretty much no processed foods. You don't see boxes at our house. And I think the reason I kind of enjoyed the Isogenics myself was because it was so convenient because otherwise what was happening is you run out of the house with a cup of coffee and then maybe like, you know, at, at Insight, for example, Insight and Impresions, I love you guys. They they have, you know, the burrito cart and all that kind of stuff, free food all the time. And for me, it was like, no, I have my shake. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm good to go. So what's really saved me has been like, you know, having consistent breakfast and lunch and then eating really good whole foods meals and then having snacks in between that kind of thing kind of combining both. And so I'm that's what I've really enjoyed about my experience with the isogenics. So what makes it different though than like, you know, beach body and I'm gonna get this all wrong, Nutrisystem beach bodies and all that kind of stuff. What makes that different?
2: Well I mean it always depends on what exactly you're looking for at, right, what you're comparing to as to what are going to be the differences. But I mean, things that I look at, I mean, I'm a, I'm a label hound, so I'm going to go straight to the labels, straight to the ingredients, check out the nutritional makeup, your macronutrients, your micronutrients, what are the specific ingredients? So there are, you know, and, and not to say, I mean, isogenics is great, but I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these, you know, it's the only one in the world. There are other good products out there. We're not the only ones, but we definitely are a really good, uh, really good choice. Um, but protein, for one, isogenics absolutely absolutely we are a great protein source um and you know we give we give the right amounts the right types to best support your muscle um we're right in line with what nutri- nutrition research shows to be ideal for getting at each meal because if you look at um typical american diet or standard diet global diet now i guess cuz a lot of people are eating that way but um it, the protein intake is very skewed across the day so right you think about breakfast it's it's all carb for the most part. You know, it's cereal, it's toast, it's donuts. Um, Caffeine and carbohydrates. There you go, right? Breakfast of champions. And then lunch, also very high carb. Maybe a little bit more protein because you're having that turkey or meat on your sandwich, but still very high carb. And then dinner is when most people get their big serving of, of protein. So what the research shows, though, that is not ideal to support your muscle, not ideal to support your satiety or feeling full. Right. And what is, is trying to get an even distribution of protein across your day. And of course, it varies on how much protein you need per meal, depending on who you are, your age, gender, all that. But anywhere from about 20 to 40 grams looks to maybe be ideal to try to get it at each meal. Right. So when you look at like the isogenic shakes, our meal shakes, or all our meals, because we do have bars that could be used for meals too, they're right around that 20 Either 24 grams, 36 grams. We have a few different options too for different protein amounts. Um, but we're right in that line. So there again, we really keep an eye on the nutrition research to make sure that we are making foods um, and, and good supplementation good supplements that fit within that. Um but then there's a whole other th- stuff too, like we have a uh an intermittent fasting protocol, right? That's also based on science. Our quality process. So the opportunity to to build a business like Mm -hmm. April, right? So all of these things, the company, the culture, the support that you get. So all of those things. I mean, April, I'm sure you have stuff to say about, you know, looking at other companies and and why isogenics is. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, we get that question a lot. Like, what is the difference and why do you choose isogenics? So I personally haven't used other brands of supplements that are out there in the network marketing world. But what I tell people is really just to look at the ingredients to make sure there's nothing artificial because you want to avoid that to um, not spike inflammation. You want to look at the sourcing if you can find that out. So our protein, for example, comes from grass-fed cows in New Zealand. That's a huge um, statement for us. And then the other thing I tell them is to look for fillers. So There's a ton of fillers in like protein powders that you might get at the GNC counter. And so those things can also do harmful things to your body that you might not be aware of. So I just tell them to look for those three things. And then from there, you know, just kind of put it in your body and see what your body tells you.
0: Do you find, Scott, that most of your clients are willing to, you know, um, when you approach meals with your clients that are working full time, how do you approach it?
3: Well, first I ask them what they're doing now. Okay. And then, you know, maybe we'll, you know, take a take a week and get a snapshot of what they're eating, when they're eating it, you know, the time, you know, how they feel, why they're eating it. You know, so you kind of got to get, you got to know where they're starting from. Right. And then, you know, you need to look at where we're going, you know, what's the goal? And and then also, too, if they haven't had, you know, a checkup, they haven't had their health analyzed. Right. You know, it, all that stuff needs to be looked at. And then we go from there. Are you a big believer in macros? I guess so, yeah, and uh, because. And can you explain a little bit what we mean by macros? So the you know the whole food, right? And um, but I think you know I think that just falls into you know eliminating the processed food and that all the rest. So the macros will fall into that, right? And um, but I think, I think that um, you know, I try not to have people. I think people get stressed. You know, I've been watching this for a long time. They get stressed, like you know, counting calories, worried about what they're eating, and so the program that I have is. You know, it's more of the awareness of it. And, you know, at the end of the year, you know, they should, you know, be able to leave me and go out there and awesome. and function on their own and not have to worry about it. So so I have a program that I help uh, military recruits mm-hmm. go before they go to boot camp. I help them. So a lot of these kids have to lose some weight. And, you know, their eating habits are, very, I mean, they're just extremely poor. And a lot right. of these kids, you know, like I had one kid come in. I'm like, okay, what'd you eat today? He's like, well, you know, I had, you know, a couple of donuts and a bag of chips. So I'm waiting oh, for, wow. like, maybe peanut butter
0: sandwich, you know. <laughs> just something. Just give me something. And it wasn't. No. And oh, I'm
3: like, wow. I said, and so, you know, he was in, like, a, you know, kind of a different family situation. But, um, you know, I'm like, you know, he had never looked at a label. Wow. So we just walked right over Circle K and, you know, we started looking at some labels. I mean, he'd never, cool. like, he'd never seen that stuff before. So a lot of these people just don't, I mean, I think. How but do we get, some, but so how did we get here to be um, at the point where
0: yeah. we're so naive of what we're putting in our bodies and assuming that our bodies can handle this? There's not enough nutrition taught in school, that's yeah. why. And that's, and that was the big
2: reason why I went into nutrition because I thought, you know, by the time I got done, there would be nutrition teachers in every school, every grade. But no, there, there's just a not. Um And it's so interesting, too, the whole – and I think that's so true because I'm, I've been talking to a, a, a coworker and helping him with his diet and tracking, but – he, he's doing, using the fitness app, right? And he's tracking everything, but then he has like a cheat day or he falls off a little bit, but then he feels so bad. So he's just like, Oh, well, forget it. Might as well just have a week, right? So now right. he's just on this, this roller coaster of trying to be really strict, but then falling off. And I, I mean, I. If somebody wants to be that meticulous and track it, because there are those types of people out there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, that's fine. I mean, but for me, I mean, I've I've never been that way, and you know, kind of what we've been talking about—it's intuitive eating, right—and right. being able to be in tune with your body, to know your hunger cues, know when to stop eating, and kind of you know, just making it intuitive and not even thinking almost about your diet. Now, I will admit, it might take a couple of degrees in nutrition, and I have, you know, I, that's what I studied, but and I think that's great. What you're doing to to help people with that
0: because it is it's so important april what do you think how did we get here i mean how did we get here like us as like me as kids i mean you know our parents could for us you know the farm the whole nine yards we had people like brought my dad chickens to the house that kind of thing we ate pretty healthy and then i hear this like donuts every day and i hear that how, how yeah. did you get there you've got a couple you no, know, right. I think we're just moving at proteins. the speed of light.
1: And so there's just no time for anything right now, it 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 seems. And so since everything is on a fast track, it starts from the time you wake up till the time you go to sleep, and everything has to just be in fast forward mode. I mean right. so for as far as the macronutrient question, so macros are carbs, fats, and proteins. And when I bring on a new customer to Isogenics, I ask them, you know, are you wanting to know more about what you're eating and how to eat it to reach your goals. Because sometimes not everybody's goal is weight loss. So we might have some people that want to gain weight. Some people want to be bodybuilders. Some people want to lose a 100 pounds. And so you have to know what the goal is in order to coach them to get there because you can get to a goal in about 25 different ways. Right. Um. So isogenics is one way to reach many different goals. So Um, as far as my kids, they will go to the circle K and get the 32 ounce Slurpees, you know, a couple of times a day if they were able to. And so when I'm able to give them a shake or a bar, at least I know that one thing in their day was incredibly balanced and nutrient, nutritiously dense. Um, so if the rest of their day is Starburst and jelly beans, at least I'm comfortable knowing that they've had at least one thing that's, you know, supports their growth as teenage boys. Water, I will also tell you, is a huge uh, deficit in most kids and adults. Yeah. Um, I spoke to an eighth grade class one year and asked them, and this was around noontime, and I asked them the same question, what have you eaten today? What have you drank today? None of them had had any water, and most of them had come to school without eating breakfast. Then we started talking a little bit about calories. There was a swimmer, I won't forget this. There was a swimmer, he was a boy. And his coach, somewhere along the line, had told him to eat twelve hundred calories. He was, you know, thirteen years old, really. Yeah,
0: and I was like,
1: "Oh gosh, that's just so shitty way." He was probably about one hundred and twenty pounds.
2: Yeah, it's (laughs) risky business with kids
0: putting them on calorie. Yeah. So I don't like to talk
1: calories. I like to talk about macronutrients just to get that calorie picture out of our heads.
0: And it's so hard because I think people are just so fixated. Like, how many times have you heard calories in, calories out? Well, it's not that easy, is it,
3: Scott? No. So, anyways, um, one thing. So, you guys, we can all weigh in this, but I saw saw a graph the other day. And so, the graph kind of went and so it showed where the food pyramid has, appears. And did you see this? I have seen it. Yeah, how they kind of switched it from. Well, no, no, not that. So, when the food pyramid was first introduced and then. So, you know, America's health was, you know, kind of flatlined. The food pyramid was introduced, and all of a sudden, the spikes are dr- start rising for, you know, on our way to obesity. Mm-hmm. So, the question is, what did the food pyramid do to the state of mind of in- this introduction of changing the eating habits of the Amer- of Americans? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And I think there, you so know, So, what do you think? Well, I think again, it's a million-dollar question we'll never answer, it. and there's never yeah. one answer. But I mean, I think it's it's just the world we live in, the information age, us humans being very mm-hmm. smart and being very technology advanced. Um, I think just the uh, business economy that we live in and companies, you know, uh, kept making products to sell. And so that has increased the uh, exposure that of foods and snacks that we all have. I mean, think about every store you go into, even though it's not a food store per se, there's probably gonna be food, right? And snacks yeah. at the checkout. So we're just, we are bombarded every day, wherever we go with very easy to eat, very yummy, tasty foods. And then when you look at calorie needs for people, we actually don't need that many calories. So it right. becomes, especially as we get older. So it just becomes so, so easy to consume more than you need. And
0: that leads to weight gain. So. Especially with, the, with older people. You're right.
3: And then feel like also two people, and I just had this conversation the other day, someone finally realized, you know, not that they would believe anything that somebody tells them, but they have to find out on their own that calories aren't all the same. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but we were led to believe they were. And it, you know, so we, you know, uh, you just got to like, you know, after, you know, you take a week of looking at it, then you look like, you know, okay, oh wow, I guess I am eating all this other stuff, but it really doesn't like match up to what it should be. Yeah. So I think, you know, just the education part of it
2: well and being honest with ourselves cuz it's very easy very easy i do it because i don't i'm i'm trying to get consistent with exercising but if i get like asked by my doctor or someone are you exercising oh yeah sure i am right <laughs> <laughs> well we we've the
0: we've the triple rule the triple rule is like if you say you drink and they say, I have a beer every day. Usually that means three beers. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a true rule for everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Underestimation. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Interesting psychology. And a lot of times, you know, us as healthcare providers, we're always told what they think we want to hear, that kind of thing. But what's so sad for us is like we're spending more money in the this country than any other country in the world. And we have more obesity, more diabetes. We have more heart issues. It's not working, folks. And I still think it goes back to the simple concept of what we're putting in our bodies. And like, I love the fact that you go to a Circle K with this kid. And I, I hope while you're looking at the ingredients, we've seen all the different dyes that he was we well, just yeah he just never like, hey, he just didn't it's know scary it's very, very scary, and then then on top of that, you know, to kind of like get in a tangent here, but then you get food allergies, you get all these people that are coming with like hey i I have all these Allergies. I'll tell you a quick story. Like, I had a patient who was on a medication, and he was doing extremely well on this medication. It went generic. He goes back to the pharmacy. The pill he originally won was a white pill, and I love it. Patients never know like what the name of any of their pills are. They're they're white, green, blue. They <laughs> got like a little center stripe or whatever. And and so this poor guy comes back in. And he goes, "Yeah, for my um for my ADHD, it was Adderall, actually." He goes, "I was given like this blue pill, and it's the weirdest thing. Ever since I started this blue pill." Not Viagra folks, the blue pill for ADD. had <laughs> yeah. yeah, to put that in there because, yeah. you know, but anyway, he started having all these stomach issues and allergies. And this kid was actually smart enough to say to me, cause I asked him, I said, what changed in your diet? What's going on? Before we did the million dollar work of an endoscopy and we do all this testing on you, what was the difference? And all of a sudden it hit him. He goes, the blue pill. I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, they changed my Adderall on me. I go, okay, we're going to. Send a note to the pharmacist. I want the white pill back. So we got the white pill back and actually his allergies went away. It was a filler. So now we're dealing with all these fillers in, in, in all these products as well. You know, it's not just the just, the, you know, um, the proteins and, and everything there. It's all the fillers that we're dealing with. I get in trouble for saying the GMOs. I mean, we had a big problem. We've got a huge problem and it's going to, I read a statistic that the nutrition industry, the exercise industry was going to go up in the next billions of dollars of revenue in people investing in this because people's health are in such a tailspin.
1: Yeah, I think think people are scrambling for help. They are, Um, and at the same time, we see them getting worse. So I think it's going to take people like us who are advocates for education, so that they are um, equipped and empowered to make their own decisions and start asking their own questions, like the kid with Adderall, like what else is in this pill besides the one that was in the white one. So education is definitely a big part of what I do. And of course, you know, Sarah with Isogenics, just educating people about the nutrition and then make their own choices. And then Scott with taking people to, you know, whatever store they're shopping at to read the labels and know what that means because you don't know what you don't know. And until somebody tells you what it actually is, you can't really make the choice to make the change.
0: Tell us, Scott, more about like the program that you're doing with your clients to kind of track their nutrition.
3: So it's, um, so it's a year long program. You start off their intake of where we want to be in the end. So Mm -hmm. that'll, then we go back and then that kind of sets where we're going to, how we're going to establish the program is going to be established for that, for that year. And so every day they'll get an email slash lesson and every two weeks there's a habit that those lessons will revolve around. As you go through the year, the habits are foundational and they'll they'll build on each other. Right. Some habits, you know, are are the foundation. Other ones, you just kind of try not to say that you'll do them forever, but just to get people out of their comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, doing something different. Um, Sometimes, you know, they register with people. Sometimes, you know, people are like, oh my God, why am I doing this? But I just encourage them to go along. So then we can talk about it. Every time they, you know, they finish their intake for that day, they send, they hit the save. I get an email. I can review it, and then we can communicate back and forth from there. You know, keep them on track. But I think the daily awareness of, you know, having something at least keep them on track. It only takes a few minutes a day to do it, but it makes them set the tone for the day and it keeps them keeps them going and on, on, on focused. So I had somebody finish this whole last year. He finished in November, and you know, now his business took off. And he's been traveling a lot and all this other stuff. And he's like, I just need something. So right. we're re- he's, he's redoing the whole thing again. He's like, I need a daily email. Even though he has access to the same information for the whole year again, he wants it delivered every day just as a reminder. Even though he kind of knows it all, but he needs something to keep him on track. That's awesome. And, and that's... Um, I mean, it's kind of not the idea of it. The idea was for him to kind of like, you know, go off in the sunset and you would right. be great. And the
0: reason I say it's awesome is because what we're hitting here is he needs an accountability partner, community. You know, yeah. right? Yep. A community to support him. And what you're doing is saying is like, no matter what, I've got a few seconds or a few minutes here to address what that issue is with you and reach back to you and say okay try this and let me know how you're doing and i'm here for you and i think that's the other thing there's a lot of lonely loneliness out there people whether or not they're dealing with obesity or they're really skinny and they want to like get you know they want to get ripped you know i hear that but you know i get mainly the obesity thing but i do get occasionally people that go i'm way too skinny and i really want to get stronger how do i get that and so to have that accountability like even in my office, we're so fortunate. We have a registered dietitian, and we work with her really closely. and And I tell everybody, I go, "We're your accountability buddies. That's what we are to kind of help you be successful." And so, what you're doing is like a one on one kind of program that seems to be really, really working. Is it mainly obese patient, patients that want to lose weight, or is it is it all the spectrum? Just I want to eat more healthier.
3: It, it's you know, it can be. It's not really geared towards. Whether you're vegan or paleo or, or whatever, it's, it's kind of touches on all aspects of it. So, you know, back to the awareness thing, that's right. what it is. So as you go through, it'll talk about, you know, different aspects and touch on, you know, different ideas for people depending on where you're at. So it's not really saying to do one, one right. diet or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just get them to eat. You know, a protein, you know, what are, you know, if you have some religious beliefs or whatever it may be, you know, what falls into that category? Okay, so here you go. Here's your list of things that can be that and then go from there. And, yeah, it's really, it's really something. And then, um, then also, too, there's an exercise component that goes with it. And depending on what your goals are, your exercise program mm-hmm. will be delivered. So for a full year, your your whole year is planned out. Your exercise days, your acti- uh, active recovery days, your total recovery days, you know, whatever it may be. And then you just, you know, kind of select each day your workout will come. You select full workout. That'd be at your gym, a quick version of it if you're, you know, you're pressed for time. There's a home version if you just have some dumbbells or some bands or you can just do your own. So whatever one you select, it populates your workout underneath of it. And then within each exercise, there's choices of, you know, whether it's, you know, you need a little more difficult, a little easier. If there's something you can't do, you can, you can kind of change that within each one of those exercises, too. And then that'll take you through. You just follow it. It has videos, has still pictures. It's really been really informative. And, it's, you know, it's easy, to, it's easy for people to do that mm-hmm. because, you know, if they travel. And uh, you, had, you had said something before, you had a client that, you know, maybe travel. They didn't work out because they didn't, you know, have something. Well, there's no excuse now. You know, you can just look, pull it up on your phone. There it is. And, That's awesome. and then when they, part, but then right? when they, you know, they have to save it so then I can see what they did. And there's also a place at the bottom for some notes that they have to, you know, if they put something of how they're feeling or, if, you know, you know, something's hurting or whatever it may be, you know, they can document that too. And then I'll have that too in, the, in, in their file as mm-hmm. it comes through.
0: How many of those people actually work out with you as well?
3: So in the last year, I probably had like five people actually that came to the gym. Okay. And worked out of maybe like 20 that I had last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. So, um, nice.
3: yeah. So, you don't, I mean, it's designed to be put out there into the world mm-hmm. and be totally online. But if they're coming into the gym, that just adds another aspect that I can now see them, you know, face-to-face. And then mm-hmm. we can talk about a little bit more. So, I think the accountability maybe rose a little higher mm-hmm. for the people that have to come to the gym.
0: Right, right. And sometimes people just like to have that one-on-one and not have the electronics in front of them, too. Yeah. and Plus, this way you can make them do more chips yeah, of you know,
3: So, you know, then you can get a little out. massage or, you know, something oh. else that's going on.
0: So, that's all. I love that program. That's great. The Accountability Buddy. So, I'm going to ask April a question. Now, I know with you in particular and your brother, hey, Shady, how are you doing out there? Uh, and his beautiful wife. What do you guys do for accountability? So,
1: accountability um, is really the where it helps people do whatever they want to do. So whether you're trying to be accountable in your business, whether you're trying to be accountable with your physical exercise, whether you're trying to be accountable with your diet, if you don't have somebody to check in with, I think your um results are much lower. And having somebody to hold you to be compliant is like, if, if I know I'm going to like get in trouble, I'm saying that in air quotes, get in trouble <laughs> for not going to my trainer or get in trouble for um, not um, doing my check-in with my nutrition coach or something like that, I'm definitely going to do it because there's that level of somebody's watching me, somebody's waiting for my um, results, you know? So somebody's invested in me, I want to pr- pay that forward and, and do a good job. So for our group, um, coaching is where people really love our community So we have private Facebook groups. Once somebody joins our team, then it's all about community and support. And if people feel like they're lost, they don't know what's going on as far as like um, how to do a cleanse day, how to do a shake day. Oh, I'm at the airport. What can I eat? Just that support and that community to say, you know, if you fall off the bandwagon because it's your birthday or Cinco de Mayo coming up or whatever, just because you light a match, don't burn the house down. You know, you can get back on the train and we're here to help you and support you. And I think the community aspect of anything that we do to reach goals is really um, key and crucial to helping us reach those goals.
0: And how do you share support?
2: Well, I'm there, again, on the corporate end. So, you know, on the back end, making sure that uh, April and and others have the materials they need to share, to educate. I mean, actually, this is a really interesting part about isogenics and one that I didn't even know I, I cared about, <laughs> to be honest, because when I started, I literally was going for a nutrition communication job. I had no idea what isogenics was. I didn't know about the business model, which is network marketing. So it's, you know, um, uh, consumer selling to consumers. But what it is, and it's it's a well-studied thing, it's peer-to-peer coaching. Right. And that has shown to be very successful for um, achieving goals like weight loss, even more so than going and working with your individual doctor. So I have really come, another thing I've come to love about it is, is that peer to peer element because that's exactly what we want. We want people to sell products to other people, but then also coach them through the products and help right. them and hold them accountable. Um, and I think it's a huge part of our success. And as far as nutrition education, which I, you know, my, my goal was always to go the macro level. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I will work with people one on one, but I wanted to go big, like you right. know, helping create nutrition textbooks or like for large masses nutrition education. And I had no idea the goldmine that Iogenix was going to be because we have a whole army of people all over the world that, as long as our products are good nutritionally and we're talking about our products, we're teaching them about nutrition. Well, then they go out and they teach people about it too. So it's this—it's a huge effect, and there's such a big opportunity to it. I, I really,
0: I really enjoy working in it. Well, and you've been there for several years now. Yeah, almost I've, eight. Yeah. Now how how old is Isogedics? I mean, when, what was nineteen years? 19 right, or we're years? going on nineteen? I believe. Or no, not nineteen. No, really? sorry, um, seventeen. Right, two thousand two. Sorry, yeah, show my math. And, and literally, <laughs> and literally, it was uh, in Chandler, out of. Uh, Who's the scientist? Uh, uh, John Anderson. John yeah, Anderson's very small. place, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then it grew and Yeah, grew very and mom grew. and pop. And even um, our other founders, Jim and Kathy Coover. Um, I mean, I've heard stories about how... I mean, they did everything. They were... If they had an event, they were you know setting up the room, they were you know putting everything together. So they just mom and pop, and then now that to see what they've grown to is is quite something. And the,
0: and they had a belief, they had a dream, a goal, and yeah, I've observed that. It's interesting. I ran into somebody. Oh wow, it's probably well. Actually, was that insight? And it's actually someone who works there, and actually knows um, the Coover son pretty well. And he, he was like, he saw my Isogenics, you know, I was having a shake and, and he goes, yeah, I could have gotten into the ground floor of that. And <laughs> <laughs> literally he said that he goes, yeah, because Eric's a really good friend of mine. And I'm like, oh, right. and he goes, he goes, yeah, I still use the products, you know, <laughs> and that's kind of exciting, you know, for people that are on the fly, especially I think, you know, that people that on the fly that just need some great nutrition. Um, what an, a great concept, you know, to be able to do that. Uh, and like I said, for me, it's it, it's worked out well, especially it's been interesting. Um, people know I'm a cancer patient. I can't say that isogenics has, you know, kept my cancer at bay or, you know, I've been luck- lucky though. My blood work the entire time has been like perfect. And I've been really disciplined as to what I've been putting in my body with exception. I will admit, I do like red wine. Um, I'm not going to argue that. Nothing wrong. Okay. Um, and tequila. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. She does. I, <laughs> champagne for, for me. yeah. Yeah. Well, well and, but what's interesting is I've kept that really consistent. Uh, I can say there's certain things I did eliminate, um, just because I wanted to be very careful with it, but my blood work has stayed and maintained perfect. And I only have like two more months. And I do, I, I have to say, you know, um, that consistency for me is really, really important. You know, that consistency. I know I could do it other ways, but my lifestyle is so busy right now that if if I didn't have my shakes, I can tell you right now, I'd be eating crap. Literally. I know I would be. I'd be like that person going over to Circle K or whatever. Cause like right next door, we have like this like vendor little area and I can proudly say that, sorry, but I've never used the vendor area ever because I've had something to go to. Now, would it be great for me to be able to have time to like, you know, make sure I'm eating like whole foods and preparing everything? Yeah. But for me specifically, I'm grateful to April that she did share the products with me because I know that yes, I have weight I need to lose and stuff like that. One of the sacrifices I've made this year is that I haven't been doing a lot of working out because of the surgery that had my arm. I'm at risk for lymphedema and we're we're, we're working on some things. And I was told, don't stress your body. Yes, I should. So I walk, I do things, but I used to do a lot of half marathons and stuff like that. And I just don't do it. So I'm grateful to the products for that. And I'm grateful for Whole Foods. I'm grateful for the fact that I woke up looking at my genetic code saying, hey, I have a lot of diabetes in the family. And so I specifically eat, I'm a little bit more high protein, you know, I'm really careful with the types of carbs that I eat and things like that. And it's paid off big time for me, because people look at me and I go, well, uh, my A1C is at, you know, 4.8. And that I'm really happy with that. And and I'm trying to avoid these different manifestations And that's what I love about what you're doing is, like, could you imagine, like, if you could get, you know, 20,000 people, you know, that would be in a program and and you'd be able to, like, massively be able to, Scott, like, reach out to them and just be that buddy for them, that 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 buddy. And what you guys are doing with your groups being the buddy for, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, people. Mm -hmm. it's amazing, you know, and so... What do we do moving forward, you know, to try to get more people to just finally say, I'm not going to eat and I'm going to say it, the crap anymore. Um, and why is it that food's engineered to make you more hungry? It is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and why is that? You know, can you explain that? Because I, I got a story about Doritos, and I, but I want to... I want to understand why is it that, you know, whole foods fill us up, but so much of the stuff that we're seeing makes us hungrier. Why?
2: Yeah. And I mean, and actually we we could talk because I, I kind of have an issue with the whole like whole foods, processed foods, um, partly just because, and I get it, people, you know, food is it goes in our bodies. There's a whole, you know, the naturalness of it is important. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, look at isogenic shakes. Yeah, they're a processed powdered food, but it, it's still a whole food, right? I mean our bodies, when it breaks down food, it breaks down into nutrients. Right. So, therefore, it becomes a game of nutrients. So, as right. long as you're getting all the nutrients you need, your body doesn't know if it had a beautiful salad. So, in my mind, the shakes are whole foods, too. So, anyway, that, that's a whole other thing. But I think really, I mean, when you look at... Sorry to offend. I didn't that, mean that's it okay. that no, way. No no, 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 not at all. I kind of meant more. Not at all. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Oops. No, no worries. And because, well, and I've been trying to rack my brain of, like, so what is the word then?
0: You know, like, normal yeah, and, 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 foods? No. And that's And that's the, the hard part about it is, like, how do you distinguish that? I guess maybe just... Because Healthy I guess unhealthy. it's funny because I really don't think of isogenics as being processed. Right. Well, if you want to get
2: technical, anytime you cook in your kitchen, you're processing foods. Right. right. So it's as usual. I mean, there's ambiguous words that until you really define them and give the context, you're just saying words. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So but as far as why I think a lot of the foods that are around us are so good and they make you more hungry, it's just uh, they're my nutritional makeup. They're usually calories that are from sugar and fat. For carbs and fat, right? And there's no protein. There's not a lot of fiber. Of course, they taste really good because they're either really sweet, they're really salty. Or both. Right? And as humans, that's what we love. That's what we go for. So that's why, and because they don't have protein or fiber or the right balance of of the nutrition, they are going to leave you hungry. They're going to cause your your blood sugar to raise and then crash down and that you're going to be hungry again. So
0: I I think that's part of it. Let's define for people what we mean by good carbs versus bad carbs. Mm -hmm. Because people don't know. The difference,
2: yeah, well, and that's kind wow. of another hard one too i mean i I think good carbs fall into your fruits and veg, right mm-hmm. um you know, even starchy veg can be good carbs too, uh whole grains, beans legumes right right? Um, so I think those are all good. I, th- I think we're, and I I don't know about types. I, I try to break it down with people. Like, I mean, just think about the foods where your good carbs are and your bad carbs are. And I think intuitively a lot of us realize that and it's pretty easy. The bad carbs are your crappy, casio- yeah, sweets and, <laughs> and sodas, sugary sodas, adding a bunch of sugar to your coffee. Um, one of my favorite things is, is cake, but I only eat it at weddings or at birthdays, right. right? So eating cakes and all these desserts and cookies. So all of that stuff. That's the type of sugar that I think people
0: can, you know, cut out and try to keep to a, a minimum. And how do you work with people like
3: that that just have those sugar cravings? So, so what I try to get them to do is just to, you know, 1% better every day. Okay. So I, hey, you know, so, you know, just kind of a picture of a continuum. You have worse at one end and good at the other end. So whatever you're eating, where would that fall in the continuum and how do you make it better? Right. So how would you just move it Towards the good, so do you just you know eliminate the sugar a little bit? Do you not eat as much? Do you re- replace it with something? So try to get them just to think because everyone, right. like she said, everyone kind of has an idea of like what's good and what's bad. So how would you just move it towards the good and just you know if you keep doing one percent better every day, and then you know then you're going to gain some momentum. Do you find that some of your your uh, clients
0: just have that immediate gratification and and how how do you deal with that? It's
3: a, no, I mean. I don't know if it's immediate gratification, but I think people struggle right. because, you know, they've been doing it for so long and they're such in a habit, you know, and, you know, they drive the work every day the same way. They drive by the same places they do. You know, they're right. in that routine. So you need to break that routine and it's tough. Right. And, and people really, you know, they really have to want to do it. Right. And if they don't want to do it, you know, we can't want to do it more than they want it. Right. So, are they
0: interested in being healthy or are they committed?
3: Right. So, right.
0: Right. So. And that's one you know, the reason, kind of.: like, oh. yeah. And one of the reasons I'm asking the questions like I am is, is a lot of these questions that I'm asking right now are exactly what patients say to me behind closed doors. And you try to like help them understand that Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. It's going to take time. Are you committed? How can we, what, what is it that you're looking for? How do we meet that? And I'm telling you, it's so amazing how many people want immediate gratification. They just want a pill to fix mm-hmm. everything. Right. It drives you insane. Yeah. It's like, I just want to get on, you know, this, I want to get on Fentermine because I know I'm going to lose fentanyl and, you know, and I'm going to go, well, you can get on fentanyl, but we have this risk, this risk, this risk, and I can almost guarantee you're going to gain all the way back. Plus some. And yeah. Yes. And so a lot of these questions are like, literally things patients have said to me and it's so as a healthcare provider you know yes we need more education in medicine uh, about nutrition and we need to be more integrative and like April knows like my dream clinic would be so integrative it'd be crazy I'd have all of you in the clinic and I have an acupuncturist and I've had you know it'd be uh, so amazing have a physical therapist I'd have you know it would just be so amazing because we all could chat you know we could all actually go into a room talk about each patient one patient at a time and say hey we got John Smith okay here's what John Smith's goals are okay this is how you know John Smith is thinking about this. How do we do that together? You know, and and because it does, it breaks my heart. There's so much obesity, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and,
2: and you know, there's a there is a, a psychology element to it too, right? And right. how somebody's mental health. And there's right. another thing unfortunate about the food environment we live in is that now, if you maybe don't have a, a healthy state of mind, you can use food to cover those emotions. And then that leads to, you know, using a box or a carton of ice cream because you're lonely and you're by yourself. So you eat the whole thing. And, right, so again, it's just, and it is unfortunate, and it is helping people take a step back, realize that, what do they need to help, what do they need to address in their life so that, you know, they can get on the road to having a better relationship with food and eating and just taking control of their health.
0: Right, and it's interesting, uh, you know, back in the day, food was for literally fuel. fuel and yeah. survival and now like you said for some people it's actually their palliative care oh, it's right. like it just entertainment m- like when we go yeah. to the movies what do we do yeah, we, we eat yeah, popcorn, the popcorn the whole time right exactly right. you know So our coaching tries
1: to be really um, non-restrictive and extremes in either direction don't work so you eat the bowl of ice cream because you're sad or you're really happy and then you feel guilty and then you go the opposite direction deprive yourself for the next 24-48 hours and so for us, we try to really be mindful of coaching people that this is not a restrictive diet. This I hate is, the word
0: diet. Just I hate know. It, hate this it, is hate not it. a
1: restrictive system of nutrition. <laughs> and so when they're like, oh, well, if I go on isogenics, I can't have my wine. I can't have my pizza. I can't have my X, Y, and Z. But we coach them into a way that you can, and it's a good, better, best approach. You know, do you want to do just good? Do you want to do better than what you're doing today? Or do you want to, you know, knock it out of the park and just do your best, which... Those people are a little bit extreme. And so I prefer to take people through baby steps, getting started right. and not just eliminating everything that's in your pantry, because then in two weeks, you're just going to be depressed and go buy it all again. So I think just baby steps and everything that we're saying, you know, whether it's exercise, you can't take somebody from walking, you know, around the block to a marathon in a week.
2: Right. Same exactly. thing with
1: nutrition. You can't take them from the Burger King diet to, you know, perfect Whole Foods or Isogenics plan um, in a week, but we can walk you through it and coach you through it and get those supportive people in your life, whether it's on Facebook or, you know, a virtual training session to help you be more um, compliant. Tell us a su- success story. Oh, I have one from today. Michelle in Wisconsin hey,
3: in our team,
1: she uh, went to her doctor for a checkup. Hadn't seen him, I think, in a year and so she um, reported many non-scale victories, NSVs is what we call them. So the first on her list was the look on their face when they saw her come in the office because they literally didn't recognize her. Michelle has lost over 100 pounds in a year with isogenics and That's great. healthy
0: living. Congratulations, Michelle.
1: Yeah, and so they keyed in her weight once they took her back to the scale and the scale beeped or the computer beeped at them because the number was 100 pounds different right, right. than before. So it was like you we did don't something wrong. You. And <laughs> then the EMRs. doctor, yeah, then then the doctor came in and double-take again and uh was just very proud of her and con- uh, congratulated her on her success. Keep doing what you're doing
3: and everything looks
0: amazing. Fabulous. Right. And Scott tell us the story
3: how about okay i'll take one of my uh one of my recruits so he was with me for eight months and so you know when you go in the navy you got to have you know your they have their height weight requirements and things like that so you know he had about 60 pounds to lose
0: right so
3: what you know we don't really have a lot of time for these you know these guys and gals to go through a whole year so i give them a, right. a kind of a cliff note version and i'm just like okay you're gonna do these are the things you're gonna do and if you do these things then you're gonna be good and then i have um they come in and work out you know i have you know available workouts, you know, like five days a week for them mm-hmm. to come in. And so he, you know, he, so over the eight month period, he lost, you know, his 60 pounds and, great. and, uh, but you know, they don't have money. I mean, they're kind of at the mercy. They're trying to struggle, you know, to keep, you know, to pay their rent, but yet come work out to get ready to go in so they can have a real career in the Navy or, you know, whatever part of the branch it is. So, you know, trying to, you know, keep them on the continuum of like, okay, that's, what are you going to eat today? All right. So how do we, how do we make that better? And I found also too, you know, with the accountability, if most of them have a really serious girlfriend or a boyfriend, or if they have a spouse and I can get a hold of that person and then I can get them to come in, that's the greatest success happens. Right on. Um, Because now they're both in it together. Right. So even I've had like, they'll ship away, whether, you know, whoever it is, the other spouse will continue to come in. And so I still have interaction with them. Mm-hmm. And so then when they do leave and they go off, they finish after day school and they, you know, re, you know, rejoin themselves. They can, you know, they just continue on with the things that you know they've learned. And, and you're
0: supporting them in so many different levels. It's not just that. There's a lot of emotional support that you're doing
3: for for them. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's it's, very very cool. Yeah, you know, it's been it's it's been you know it's been very rewarding. Um, you know, this last week, you know, I had two of them home that were just you know, on leave and they got to come in, they were gym working out and they hadn't seen each other in probably a year and a half. And, you know, it's just like, you know, this whole chat session, they're comparing notes, you know, one kid's on a sub, one's on a destroyer. They're talking about all these different things, but yet, you know, they're both, you know, continuing to work out and they're, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, eating well. I mean, even though they have their own choices to make, they can eat on the base and do whatever, but, but they still look like, you know, we're moving forward. That's great. And so, but, you know, and also too, you know, like the ones that are married and I'm like, you know, you guys, you guys are gonna have kids one day. Right. And you gotta be an example. Right. So, you know, you can't, you know, you can't tell them and not do it. So, you know, I try to instill some of these things into them that they can learn. So one more thing I have. So I have these baseball kids I'm training. They're 13 year olds. So what I've been having to do, so I, I see them once a week. So every week when I go back, they have to give me two things that they did better. In their oh, nutrition. I, okay. And so we talk about some of these similar things. So I'm like, you know, a lot of you are at the mercy of your parents, but maybe, you know, you could do this or you could eliminate this or don't eat the Doritos or whatever it right. may be. So I'm getting them to think about what they're eating. And, you know, it's been, you know, five weeks now, and it's starting to sink in a little bit. Like they're starting to make their Have own to be con- patient. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but, you know, and there are, you know, 13-year-old boys, but, you know, they're starting to understand, like, Things that go in are going to affect their athletic performance.
0: That's great. Don't drink the Gatorade. (laughs) That's
1: uh, right. That's right. Yeah. So So, sports drinks are not good for you. Yeah. And they're really promoted heavily to students and athletes and families. And that's a real learning point that we make when we go to maybe sports events or schools And we promote our product, which is called Hydrate. And and so we say this is a healthy Gatorade. And they look at us a little puzzled, like, Gatorade's not healthy? No, actually. You know, look at the artificial colors, artificial sweeteners, things like that. So it's just a a mind shift.
2: Absolutely.
0: Sarah, I know you're in the corporate level, like, do you have a story you could share, like a success? Of course I do. So, I bet you get tons of them.
2: Well, yes, and I one of my favorite things also has been seeing all these wonderful success stories and the before and afters and hearing all these wonderful stories of people. But personally, what I, is to me, is a great success and just warms my heart every time is when, and you can tell I'm an educator, but when I'm... Talking with people, or when I, I realize that they've either the light bulb's gone off, or I help make them realize something. Like so, one of the Me. things that the team that I'm do I'm, I'm on does, and we're all nutritionists at our big events, we have what's called Ask Nutritionist, and it's a it's a booth area where customers can come up and ask us basically anything mm-hmm. about product use, about nutrition, and it's a great opportunity for us to get to talk one on one with our customers and, and help people give them tips. And you know, I deal with I call nutrition the good fight because there's mm-hmm. a lot of myths and misconceptions out there. And, you know, people see this or think that, and it's almost like religion or politics. It's an emotional subject too. You know, so people coming up about sugar and, you know, complaining about the sugar in our shakes and helping them understand that, well, you know, yeah, there's sugar in it, but because it's a balanced meal... There's going to be sugar, and right. if most meals or all the meals that you ate, and even if they're just wonderfully, beautifully healthy, if they came with a label, there'd also be sugar listed, right? You know, so just helping people understand more and kind of again, you know, I don't want to say see the light, but it, you know, open their mind to um, uh, the right information. And I just, I, I love doing that,
0: and I, I live for it. So, and you can tell you do an amazing job. Oh, thank you. Uh, I try. So, everybody, one more final thought. We're going to start with you, Sarah.
2: Um, you know, final thought, I guess,
3: is just into,
2: I don't ever take myself too seriously and I don't think anybody should, right? Life is meant right. to be enjoyed. It's, it's too short, but it's also a long life, right? And we do have to take care of ourselves. We have to get to the end somehow and you have to feed your body and that makes everything matter. So again, I, why not just do it the best you can, make it easy. And, you know, whether you choose isogenics or not or the whole foods or whatever you do, just make sure it's, it's good and it, it, it keeps your life where you want it to be.
3: Scott? final thoughts. I just think, you know, and today we have all this, there's all this access to technology. Right. And we have all this information available and, you know, the number of, you know, gyms are growing and, you know, products out there, but so all that's available, but why are we going the other way? So, you know, this is another question. So do we have to look within ourselves in the, you know, the health and wellness and the medical field? Are we not doing the right job? Is it on the people I mean it's so you know I, you know I, I kind of ponder this a little bit because how could we be doing better because obviously it 's not getting done, and you know you know type two diabetes is rising and there's people out there, and I know there's a company here in Arizona they just you know um, like two years ago they think they partnered with Fitbit, and then you know they 're trying to help all this, but still, why are we still going in the wrong direction
0: it's sad isn 't it yeah,
3: so and it
0: 's frustrating for all of us because I think we 're all trying. We really are. But again, each individual somehow has to take ownership of it. Somehow has to take that ownership. And and we can do I I mean, you can lead, you know, a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. Right. And for some reason, that's the piece. And maybe it is that there's just too much out there and it's so confusing and our brains are just, you know, different yeah. as a result of all that but yeah and it, and it makes you sad doesn't yeah. it? you know,
3: you know I, and we you know because we try to really focus on prevention right exactly but you know you can always tell people like okay don't touch the stove because it's hot well what are they going to do you know they got to yeah, wait gotta they, they got they have to experience themselves so they got to go down that road hopefully it's not too late but right. you know if they would just listen a little bit on the front side that could you know help us a lot better help them be better
0: exactly and april <laughs> april <laughs> what do you say
1: gosh I would just say that we are human, not superhuman, to be more forgiving of yourself when you do go do something that you shouldn't do and as far as exercise or eating wrong that you think is wrong. Eating is a social activity. It brings us together. And as long as you can do social gathering and enjoy things in moderation and not beat yourself up about it, and do you know go the extreme opposite direction the next day i think that's that's just everything is about moderation
0: well said what a great show three of you thank you thank you thank you for your time again um i'm humbled um i'm grateful each time that i get to sit behind the mic and chat with my guess, I learn more things and I, and again, it's about being grateful, being thoughtful, being mindful, doing the best you can. Don't sweat the small stuff. Thank you very much, very much, everybody. This is Barb Regis, Ask the PA, Be- Best of Health Radio. Your health is your business. Just keep in mind my book, Surviving the Business of Healthcare, Knowledge is Power, available on Amazon, Kindle, and elsewhere. And I hope everybody has a great, week and uh, we'll uh, chat in a bit. Take care.